Radio as the founders intended. Mojo Five O. You have just entered the Liberty Lighthouse, where we cut through the fog of politics with common sense and logic. Coming to you from Pennsylvania, the state of independence. Here he is, author of the book, Progress, Really? U.S. Navy veteran and your host, Peter Seraphine. Welcome to the Liberty Lighthouse, my fellow patriots and freedom fighters. I am your host, Peter Seraphine. Today, I have a guest with us, at least for the first segment. We'll see how it goes. And, uh, well, I've been remiss in my duties as a Mojo Five O radio host. I have neglected to mention the Who's Got the Mojo open mic contest that we're doing here. It's a really cool thing where we're trying to find some new talent. So the powers that be the management of the network decided to do an open mic contest, and they called it Who's Got the Mojo. We've narrowed it down to the four final contestants that are all going to have an hour on Sunday for the next four weeks. The first one being tomorrow, Sunday the fourth, I think. Anyway, the four shows are Ain't You a Peach, Room 13, Tramping Through History, and Damn It with Beaver. One of those four shows, just the title of it intrigues me. And if you are a regular listening listener of the Liberty Lighthouse, you probably know which one that is. But uh, why don't we just jump right in and we will bring that host on and have a little conversation. Welcome to the Liberty Lighthouse. With your Liberty Lighthouse keeper. Your beacon of common sense. Your wiki, if you will. Peter Serafi. We urge you to join the conversation by calling 64-MY-RIGHTS. That's 646-974-4487. And sign up to be a member at liberty-lighthouse.com. That's right. Sign up to be a member. Check out liberty-lighthouse.com. And please do call or text that 64-MY-RIGHTS phone number. Always love feedback from my listeners, good or bad. So. If you are a listener of the Liberty Lighthouse here on the Mojo or in podcast form elsewhere, you will know that I am a big fan of history. So the show titled Tramping Through History, well, that intrigues me. It's going to play tomorrow, Sunday at 2 p.m. And the the uh, the host, Kevin Harmon, is our guest today. Kevin if you're one of the Mojo Five O jackals, may know him a little better as the Effing Saddle Tramp. Welcome to the Liberty Lighthouse, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, I, I, I'm actually blown away that you even uh, reached out to me. I, uh, I, I didn't expect anybody to, uh, to even get picked. Honestly, uh, I kind of threw the idea together kind of last minute and said, "What the what the heck." You know, there's only one way to ride a horse: leg on each side and mind in the middle, right? Is that where the so, saddle trip comes from? Yeah, I uh, spent a lot of years as a literal saddle tramp, um, working day money, working as a cowboy, and doing all that western uh, type stuff: working cows, roping, ranching, uh, rodeoing, and uh, I've always been a big fan of history myself, uh, and. Uh, just 
always had a love for it. And uh, I always look for more of the stories that we really don't know so much about, but really were influential uh, to us as Americans. Good stuff. Well, uh, like I said, I'm a fan of history. And the idea of tramping through history just sounded fun. And at that time, I didn't even put the tramping through history with the effing saddle tramp. I hadn't made that connection yet. I, I'm a little slow sometimes. <laughs> but one, once I did make the connection, I, I reached out. And I, and I reached out because I am a fan of history. And um, I'm always looking to learn more. And you've already answered one of the questions I had for you. One of the questions I had was, is, is this a show that you already had? that you are just trying to add to the mojo or did you create the show just for this contest? Uh, just completely for this contest. Um, I'm, I'm pretty well ignorant of this whole process. I mean, outside of listening to mojo and, and all the different shows, uh, when I can, uh, and occasionally, uh, maybe a Joe Rogan, if somebody cool is on, <laughs> That's about all I know about a podcast. <laughs> I really, so I'm I'm in a uh, I'm going through a steep learning curve, and it, it it's actually been pretty interesting uh, juggling all that with everything else. Uh, it, it's yeah, it's been interesting. It's been really challenging, but also really fun because I get to have an excuse to do extra uh, history readings and trying to think of and figure out a topic that maybe that no one's really covered on a podcast, you know, and, and a different look at history. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to look at just dates of uh, battles and won or lost and who was in office and what captain of industry did what. And that, that's the, uh, that's the history we, we grew up with in school. Right, and the superficial even, stuff. Yeah, and uh, I, I always kind of really rejected the the Howard Zinn, uh, you know, our people of America or whatever his history book is. I, I think it was a, it's a really a, an apologist revisionist version. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, so I, I've always really kind of looked for. I, I I try to find you know good biographies. Uh, a lot of times, and then within those biographies, a lot of times in American history, the original source wrote a book themselves. Okay, so brand new show, new to the uh, the whole idea of, of recording. Uh, well, I, I'm kind of in that same boat. I started this show one year ago. Uh, this is actually, you know, my, my anniversary, my one-year anniversary was uh, Thursday the 30th, or Wednesday the 30th. Oh, speaking of which, I had a contest going, and I did my drawing. If you were a paid supporter of the Liberty Lighthouse, you got your name on a list. And then uh, on Wednesday the 30th at 5 p.m., I took all the names on that list, and I drew one. And congratulations to Mr. Todd Orndorff. You have won the item of your choice from the Liberty Lighthouse store. Sorry about that. I just remembered. I don't want to forget to say that. Not a problem. Okay, so you um, you're going to be on like tomorrow. I'm assuming that you're doing a pre-recorded mm -hmm. show. Would you mind sharing what that first topic might be, or do you want it to be a surprise? Oh, I have no problem sharing it. Um, I, I'm 
doing a kind of a compare and contrast between uh, Quanta Parker and Geronimo. Wow. And, you know, uh, Quanta Parker's gotten some some recent publicity uh, thanks to uh, actually two uh, things is that a terrific book by S.C. Gwynn called Empire of the Summer Moon. Uh, it, it is a it's a no-holds-barred look at not only Quanta uh, Parker himself, but the Comanche tribe as a culture and a people. And uh, and then, you know, Geronimo. Everybody knows Geronimo. I mean, we, we yell his name when we jump out of a perfectly good <laughs> airplane with some silk strapped to our butt. <laughs> right. We, we all know. You know, we, I recognize the picture of him, but I don't remember anything about his story. I, I don't remember why Geronimo was famous anymore. I'm sure I did at yeah. one point, but I don't remember. And just kind of a, uh, you know, I, because of their relative relative obscurity, I, I'm kind of going deep into their culture a little bit because they're very similar cultures, really. There, there wasn't much difference between a Comanche and Apache, aside from the Comanche were pure horseman warriors and the Apache were uh, some, the really the, some of the best ambush uh, warriors out there. So, you know, both warlike people, both war chiefs, but also how they ended their life, uh, meaning how they ended up uh, once they were put on the reservations, for lack of better terms, and that's what it was. They were they were subdued through war. They were POWs. But how each of them leveraged their their own uh, fame at the time and what they did with it, I, and how that really how we can really look. Why do we revere one and remember one, but almost no one outside of Texas knows who Quanta Parker is. Yeah, I, I can't it's wait. It's a shame because, yeah, I mean, and I think it's a shame. I think the, these, I mean, we all know Red Cloud and Crazy Horse and those guys, but you know, some of these, some of these great chiefs, and, and I'm taking a no apology look at it. I mean, there were uh, what do they call them in the, the Victorian age depredations. That's always a fun word. I, I really like that ten dollar word <laughs> depredations that they committed upon the white man and it's you know I, i'm not pulling punches when it comes to that but they're a different culture you have to recognize that absolutely but how but how did they you know fare afterwards and it's a true dichotomy between the two men and i think it's really interesting and i i could go on for five hours over it but I've got a one hour show and, you know, I think just giving the, the history of the two and how they ended up and how one really did affect us as a, a culturally, as a people. And one, we just know the name. Yeah. And I, that's, I think that's a terrific, I think that was, you know, I think it was a, 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 an amazing dichotomy of history. Uh, and, you know, and like I said, it's, I just want, I think we've lost a lot of American history. We haven't lost it. We don't think about it. Uh, we're, we're under 250 years old and we've had more 
amazing people than countries that are, you know, almost a thousand years old. You know, I had uh, you know, my friend Jamil on the show before I joined Mojo. It was, it was several months ago. My friend Jamil, who's half Iraqi, and I had Jamil on, and we were talking about how the Western world has basically been screwing with the Middle East for over 100 years. And mm-hmm. the, the Sykes-Pico agreement post-World War One, you know, to us, that's ancient history. That's almost half of our lifetime ago. But to the people of Iraq and Iran and Persia, you know, like of that part of the world, that was like yesterday. You know, they've been around for 3,000 years. So something yeah. that happened 100 years ago is still very fresh in their in their cultural memory. But to us, it, it was half of our life ago. Yeah, and, and that's kind of too. Our culture as Americans moves, has always moved exceptionally fast. I mean, we went from, you know, the, after the Revolutionary War and we had, you know, a slight period of stagnant, uh, stagnation and the Louisiana Purchase happened. And that's when we get the mountain men. We have, when you think about the, the era of the mountain men, might have been 20 years. Then we have the war between the states. I am in Texas, so we, we, we don't call it the Civil Wars. <laughs> you know, sometimes we still refer to it as the War of Northern Aggression. Well, but, I mean, I'm mean, just <laughs> talking about that. Like, really, it, it really wasn't a civil war. I mean, technically speaking, it, w- it really was more of a rebellion than a civil war. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a civil and, war is, is when the people uprise against the government or whatever. This was, this was parts of the country saying we don't want to be part of the country anymore. I mean, that's that's rebellion. And and we've we've lost the nuance of the argument, at least as a country as a whole. I mean, down here in Texas and in the South, we've tried to keep some of that nuance, but we've lost it too. I mean, we we joke about the I jokingly say the war of northern aggression, but um, like I, I try to teach my boys is you know. The South was fighting for their rights. The right they chose happened to be slavery. So kind of fruit of the poisonous tree thing here. <laughs> you know, it's a, the, the main objective that they were fighting for, I agree with, fight for states' rights. Absolutely. But the state right is slavery. <laughs> right. The, the, the fact hold that they on, chose on. The, the, the one, you know, the... The one northern aggression, or the or the one uh, infringement on their rights that they decided was was one too many, was was something yeah, that was, was that was damnable. Was, was the, you know? Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, it's like well, you know, that wasn't the you could have picked a better one maybe. <laughs> and but at the same time, the North, it was the Union. They fought to preserve the Union. They weren't fighting for because the Southerners were bad, they were fighting because they knew we were stronger together as a single nation. Absolutely. And, 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 and our, our modern revisionist, our, our damnation of everything Southern has become just absolutely comical. I mean, I, I've said the, before, you know, the, Robert E. Lee was, re, was a revered and renowned gentleman who who was quoted by presidents and and respected 
like all the way through at least Reagan, if not further than Reagan. And now all of a sudden we've got a terrorist statues down because he was a Confederate. Yeah, and, and the reason his statues were put up, and they go, well, it was appeasement to the South. And in actuality, no, it was, it was to heal the South. It was to recognize that we're all Americans that, you know, yeah, he might have fought on the wrong side of that conflict. It doesn't make him less of an American, and it doesn't make him less valiant in if, battle. If you look at the reason that he fought on the wrong side, the fact that he he felt Virginia more his country than his country, I mean, that's pretty American, too, actually. <laughs> it, yeah. Again, and, and so back to states' rights and government infringements. And, so a lot of the the Confederate statue thing, I think the problem, you know, look, it, this was the bad side of it, you know, the slavery. This is what they chose to fight over, you know, the states' rights, but the right was the slavery aspect. But it, I mean, even in the veteran affairs issue, the Southern uh, soldier got, you know, U.S. Uh, soldier pensions, right. Because we were, we, we came back together and we might still hate each other, but <laughs> that's, but, and we'll fight amongst each other, but you better, no one outside better say anything or look at us, you know, wrong way. And, and part of that is getting lost because we're no longer looking at the nuanced history and looking at the, these particular figures who have become obscure today, but were very, very important. And not just in the old West. I mean, uh, I have plans for even more recent people. Amazing, extraordinary men or, and women who just, we need to know about. Well, the way you more just... we know these people, the, I think the better off we are. It, oh, absolutely. It, Those who don't learn help. from history, repeat history. But the way that you just described the healing afterwards, it, it, uh, and you know, we'll pick on each other, but you don't pick on us. That reminds me a lot of the way the, the branches of the, of the military interact. You know, I'm a Navy veteran, and I'll pick on Marines all day long. But if <laughs> if a civilian starts to pick on a Marine, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be on the Marine side. It's mm -hmm. it's you know, we'll pick on each other, but don't you dare do it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I. I grew up, it, it's uh, on my mother's side, it's all Navy. It's all Navy. See, right? I knew I liked that. Great uncle, a grandfather, uncles, all Navy. And then there's my dad and his brother who were Marines. And, Third department. Know, my uncle on that Navy. side. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, what do they call it? The Navy. What the Marines call the Navy now, they're Uber. <laughs> yeah, something like that. They used they used to just look at us and say, "Hey, thanks for the ride, Squid." Um, yeah, and then we'd say, "Hey, look at your paycheck next week and tell me tell me what the branch is on on in seal <laughs> on the paycheck." You know, because of course their department, yeah. maybe. But yeah, it's it's so, it's a camaraderie thing. Veterans are veterans, but we just like to pick on each other. Yeah, and 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 I mean it's. Uh, you know, it it's the uh, the even the trope with you know Texans. I, I I call you know being a Texan being part of the greatest cult in the world. <laughs> you know, 
it, you, you, you know, don't worry if, if you don't, uh, don't worry about finding out if somebody's from Texas, they're going to tell you <laughs> kind of like a <laughs> vegan, but, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, we're going to rag on people from, you know, New York and California, but someone else from Australia goes, yeah, California sucks. And we're like, hold on, wait a minute. That's our suck. <laughs> we get to say that. You don't. And uh, I, I, I always laugh at the, the it's become a meme is, is you know, Texans are, uh, are American Americans. You know, they, the, the pride that we, we instill here and that we have here is, um, translates. I mean, we, we love our country. We love the United States. Absolutely. And we're extremely proud of the state we're in. And that's become the big joke and the meme. And it's thanks to the internet age, it's just even gotten worse and, and better at the same time because, I mean, the memes are just terrific. I mean, I, I don't see any Pennsylvania shaped waffles. Yeah, but so you come to Texas and you go into a hotel, you're going to get a Texas-shaped waffle. <laughs> yeah, well, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania is a, a state that's kind of losing its its state pride. I mean, we are the the state of independence, but we yeah. have uh, Dare Fuhrer Wolf as our governor right now, who has has robbed us of our independence, and we have yet to tar and feather him, which I do not understand at all. But, <laughs> But uh, to get a little closer back on point as to, hey, you're a contestant of the Who's Got the Mojo Open Mic Contest. You get four weeks, if I understand the rules right. You get four weeks? Yes, sir. You have... Yes, uh, sir. Four shows. Do you have any ideas for the uh, remaining three shows yet? Uh, Actually, yes. Um, My second show, uh, I'm going to kind of a... Not a... In an hour, you can't do it too deep a dive, but uh, there's a gentleman by the name of uh, John Stryker Meyer, and he was a SOG Army officer in Vietnam. And uh, he did some really, really crazy stuff. I mean, like, we see the stuff on, like, uh, the stuff he talks about is, like, we see that on Mission Impossible. And go, yeah, right. <laughs> well, he was. That doesn't happen. No way. You know, that he was doing this in Vietnam. Wow. <laughs> you know, he, he was, you know, he was doing it. They were pioneering these things. You're like, what? It's so crazy. So I, I, I don't want to sit there and go, oh, I'm just going to go into all the, you know, just Old West and things. I, I'm wanting to spread this out, show differences. And, and it, not so much him as a, a leader, just we got to know the story because this guy was. I mean, I'm pretty sure he clanks when he walks because what's between his legs has got to be solid armor piercing titanium. <laughs> I mean, good lord, this man was. He was I mean, just some of the things in there, you, go, you, you literally go, I am inferior in every way. <laughs> you know, just so we need to know these guys. Because they helped forge us. It helped forge our military culture, what he did. And that veteran culture relates back down into civilian eventually. Because those people inspire us. And he did it in one of the most contentious times, Vietnam War. I mean, my dad served Vietnam. He got spit on when he got home. 
And so part of this is, is uh, his story is really close to my heart because I think we, we do our Vietnam veterans too much of a disservice every chance. I mean, we don't honor these men the way they, any other war has been honest. I agree. Any other veteran has been honest. All right, I got to cut and, you off. We've got uh, about yeah. 30 seconds left here in the segment. Um, I, I, I have to say good luck. I mean, even... I appreciate it. I appreciate coming on. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. Um, You know, this is the Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo Five O Radio. This show will air 8 p.m. on Saturday. If you want to hear yourself on the radio for the first time, Kevin. Other than that, we'll be back in about two minutes. You're listening to the Liberty Lighthouse. Join the conversation now. Just call 64-MY-RIGHTS. That's 646-974-4487. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. Hi, I'm Peter Seraphine, host of the Liberty Lighthouse on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. I got my start in politics when I got so frustrated with progressive society that I wrote a short book. Progress? Really? My book is a quick look at the past, current, and future state of progressive culture and progressive government. I urge every liberty-loving American to read Progress. Really? Pick up your copy for less than $5 by clicking the Books tab at liberty-lighthouse.com. What do you need? I mean, really need to protect yourself and your family. A home security system? A big scary dog? A gun? If you're committed to protecting your family, and we know you are, even a reliable firearm falls short of what you need. To keep your loved ones safe today, tomorrow, and every day, you need access to life-saving resources that will help you survive any threat and the legal battle that comes after. That's why the USCCA gives law-abiding people like you the self-defense training, knowledge, and legal protection they need to help ensure the safety of their family and future. Discover what the United States Concealed Carry Association can do for you and your family by visiting uscca.com slash mojo five the most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since philadelphia in 1776 mojo five oh you are listening to the liberty lighthouse podcast welcome back thank you very much for sticking around through the break wasn't sure what I was going to do in this second segment. Uh, I told you at the beginning of the show, I had reached out to Kevin because I was intrigued by the name of his show. Well, the hosts of one of the other shows that are in the Who's Got the Mojo contact contest reached out to me and said, hey, would you mind a mention? I said, I can do you one better. So on the line, I have the hosts of and. Any jackal would immediately recognize that voice. Welcome to the show, Lep. Thank you, good sir. And your co-host? Jamie. Jamie. You're going to have to speak up a little better than that, Jamie. That was that barely registered on the board. Ah. See, now that's better. So we got Trust Jamie me, and Lep. <laughs> we got Jamie and Leprechaun, the uh, hosts of Ain't You a Peach, that's going to air at noon tomorrow if you're listening to this on saturday uh on uh, sunday the fourth at noon so the 
first of the four contestants. How'd you get so lucky or unlucky to get that first spot? Well, honestly, I'm not sure either. Um, they couldn't have done it really alphabetically as well. I mean, they could have seen how ain't is the first of the, so maybe that's it. They did it alphabetically and we lucked out and got the first hour slot. Which hopefully, you know, will everybody will be awake and breathing and moving from, you know, a late, late Saturday night. Now, because, you know, hey, everybody goes out Saturdays, right? Yeah, I work Saturdays. Um, <laughs> so Kevin's show is something that he just threw together. Like he does not have an existing show. He heard the contest and said, I've got an idea and threw something together. You guys already have a show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been doing Ain't You a Peach um, Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Facebook. Which is why you can't listen to my show live. <laughs> I actually listen to you on speaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you listen. What, no matter when you listen, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, so tell my audience, what is Ain't You a Peach? I'll let that tell you. Well, let's see. Seems how people are listening to your show. That should be that they're good old-fashioned jackholes. Well, the best way to describe us is think of Brad Staggs doing the headlines, except we don't have a phony story in there for you to figure out. We kind of stay on the lighter side of things. Um, we will occasionally go down the rabbit hole like everybody. But for the most part... Um, Everybody's really burnt out on politics by the time the weekend comes. They've heard the same stories rehashed and reset. So we try to breathe a uh, fresh life into the weekend through, uh, you know, humor. I mean, if you had to look at me in the mirror like I do, you'd see why we stay with humor. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I completely get the burnout with politics thing. Having a one day a week show. You know, on Monday, I'll say, hey, this is what I'm going to talk about. And then on Tuesday, I'm like, oh, well, that doesn't work because somebody else has already done it and they did it better than right. I would do it. And then, you know, by Thursday, I'm like, oh, I've got a new idea. And, you know, what I plan to talk about every, from week to week changes all throughout the week. So having uh, this week, this show, I didn't have to do any research at all now. It, this is great. I just have a guest on the first <laughs> half. We talk for half an hour. I get a guest on the second half. We talk for half an hour. Good show. Yeah. Right. It sounds like one of those Brad Stag Friday setups is like show prep. No, we have bodies to do that for us. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> you can't you can't stick it with a beat. Uh, well I was yeah, just- I, I like the I like the political. Um but you know, just like Lep said, us being on the weekends, it kind of makes it hard to do political because nobody wants to listen to political. So occasionally, when there's something that really, really, really gets to me or agitates me really bad, that happens. And, and you know, I'm just like, I, I got to talk about this. <laughs> well, you both listen to the Lighthouse, so you know that I'm not the headline guy. I, I don't spend my hour talking about the day's headlines or the week's headlines. I generally pick one topic and try to get really in-depth with that one topic. So I'm, I'm right. a little different than most of the, uh, the political shows on the network. But it is still politics, and you're right. You know, if you listen to it all week long, you don't necessarily want to hear it again on Saturday. I, I like, like rabbit hole. 
I'm, I'm a rabbit hole person, so I, I really like going down into the rabbit hole. Where is it? Oh, it's in the other room. I wasn't sitting in front of it. Oh my gosh, she's giving me cardiac arrest. Run, run! Yeah, I, uh, you're, the mystery you went down here. <laughs> uh, true, true, true. You're gonna have to do a must, must stay true to the profession. You know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I, I, I had Stephen Airy on a couple of weeks ago, and I told him I have a bell upstairs. I was going to bring it down just to make him more comfortable in the show. Um, and no. I, I, I should have done that with you guys, too, but, uh, you know, it stays hey, up. I my bell. <laughs> See, everybody has one in hand. Yeah. Yep. It's just, you know, it was the Doc Thompson, Doc Thompson you know, innuendo yep. bell legacy that kind of carried through or carried over. and. That's how I ended up starting with, uh, you know, getting my 30 seconds in the mornings with Mojo. Well, I got I got my bell at Mojicon, not this past one, but the one before in Texas. Um, and uh, I, I, it's out on my desk, and I never used it because I never really was doing anything that I wanted to go, hey! <laughs> and when we started the show, it was like, hey, I'm bringing my bell up here. <laughs> Well, I have one of those little. Yeah, it is uh, it's like, almost a necessity. I've got one of those little countertop dinger bells, the ones that you, you like you, a bellhop bell. Yeah, like a bellhop bell, exactly. <laughs> um, That's exactly what I use. It's so much easier, especially when you're sitting here babbling on the mic and just reach over and ding. <laughs> so, I, I was joking with Lat before we started recording. Um, he already gets more airtime on Mojo than I do. Between the innuendo, oh. between, between the bell count for the for the morning guys, and then the bell count for uh, the defenders, and then filling in for for uh, the American Uck on Rock Fridays, and and filling in for American Uck again on Saturdays when you don't have the uh, 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 oh Doc, what's his name? Doc Glidden. Glidden. Doc Glidden. Yeah, oh my busy. God! Yeah, the Doc Glidden show. I mean, I get one hour. Oh, and and. and. And when uh, when Jen was doing, uh, that's what she said. He used to fill in for her the same way he fills in for Mike. Right, and and he did the call in. The, uh, the she called him every day with the with mm-hmm. the daily ho- hello. We did the daily yep. hello. Yeah, <laughs> I so miss doing those daily hellos on on hers. That was a blast to do it yep. on her show like that. But we do it. We uh, we always do the uh, the daily with us as well. And sometimes they get quite lengthy, and there's uh, a lot to be said for them. And then other days, it's like um, one day I think we had chop suey. That was it for the <laughs> national days. It was national well, chop I, suey day. I don't know if you've listened, but um, we tend to kind of take the daily hello and turn the show into that. So we'll take, you know, some topics that are daily hellos, and we'll come out with some information that people didn't know about them. Stretch them out. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and there's some, sometimes the hellos, uh, as a matter of fact, kind of a slight preview. We may have talked about alcohol and food. Um, Occasionally. We might have that, you know, in there for a topic of discussion. I can't swear to it in a court of law because, well, yeah. Those records are sealed, but it could <laughs> quite possibly have something to do with that. Oh, I'm just thinking about what could Lep have done to have sealed court records. <laughs> Innocent is well, you know, he, 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 he
<laughs> he just gave all of his guns. He lost all of his guns in a boating accident. I, I think that's a mojo thing. Like it seems that everybody on the Mojo Network has lost all of their guns in boating accidents. <laughs> yeah, there was this one time we were we were crossing the Mississippi River there while we were in uh, Arizona, and a big wave came and just and lost everything. I, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> it's just gone. Uh, deluge lost. Uh-huh. Never to be found again. All right, I want to <laughs> test you out here. I want to hear your your uh, well. I want to hear you pitch one of the Mojo sponsors. So I'm going to sit back and be quiet, and you two pick a sponsor of your choice and do a promo for them. I like the coffee people. one. I like the coffee one. APR does make the best coffee there is. I mean, they uh, they can't be beaten. And, oh, and look at all the flavors. You got uh, Brad's a brown bag, and uh, I do believe uh, Miss Beaver designed the uh, the packaging for that one. And uh, what? There's the Hamilton and uh, Watsons. You got to love his my favorite. favorite coffee. That's one of my That's favorites. Is like. The Watsons, and I also love the uh, Bell's strawberry with strawberry. Uh, oh, most excellent! Yes. Oh, and the Betsy Ross, the Betsy Ross. That's one of my now, favorites do you, too. Do you, Sorry, do you mix your flavors together? Do you? No, I don't mix them. Know? I like to enjoy them as they are. Just <laughs> as, just as DM made them. Well, they know, need, they need no addition. Uh, mess up perfection. They need no addition. Well, thus far, my favorite APR coffee is the Ben Franklin. I am a. Uh, 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 not a fan of the of flavored coffees, and Ben Franklin's a nice dark roast, and uh, it's just a great flavor. I like it a lot, so that's my favorite so far. Anyway, I generally like the flavors. I'm not a, I don't know. It's like my my roommate drinks black, no sugar, no cream, no nothing, just black. That's me. <laughs> I can't. I li- I like a little bit of flavor. I I I don't know. <laughs> and where would we find these coffees? The best place to get them is at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. And uh, who knows? Maybe you, too, can order coffee for your friends, neighbors, and family all over and by going to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. All right. I think that's enough airtime for DM right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm horrible. I forget to do the promos all the time during my show, especially when I have guests on. So when I had you here and I thought, Hey, I could just get you to do the promo for me. There you go. That was going to be in with one song, right? And then the next one, hey, we've got all kinds to choose from. You could almost make a whole show just out of doing promos, you know, with everybody (laughs) that we have the possibilities of. Covering. <laughs> Maybe no, I'll don't do forget that. the cat cooler, though. I the, the commercial. I, I know, especially off track. A lost track. <laughs> off track. The way that they uh, do their promo on the the cat coolers really cracks me up. I'm always laughing at them. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. Tearing down doors and everything. It's great. <laughs> uh, Chris does a fantastic job on them. Oh yes, he's really good with that. Yeah. I I don't do the funny ones. Not because I don't like them. It's just because I, I'm not creative enough to come up with those funny ones. My, uh, I don't know. That's me. I'm, I don't have a creative bone in my body. <laughs> all the I can emphasize I've... with you both there. 
I, I couldn't carry a tune in a 55-gallon lead bucket if it had a giant yellow arrow saying this way forward. I, I, I have no aptitude. I, if it wasn't for the uh, CD player, I probably couldn't play any kind of instruments. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I notice it's a CD player, not an MP3 player. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, uh, did I date myself again? Oops. <laughs> At least you didn't well, say eight again. track. Yeah, I was thinking to say you didn't say eight track or cassette, so you know. <laughs> I still have my VHS. <laughs> hey, I have one of those, and I have I have a bunch. I mean, literally, I have a big case of cassettes. I don't doubt everybody probably has a whole bunch of them. No, I don't. Any, I did, but I don't have any of them anymore. I don't have the heart to throw them out. <laughs> I can understand that. Well, that's understandable. Well, at least neither of you said you had a Betamax. I don't have a uh, Yeah, no. Those, those are like the, uh, what was the other one that died the same time? Uh, the, the, some kind of disc. Was it the disc player? It was the laser disc. It had like a, a laser disc. That was it. It lasted about as long as the name was long. It, uh, came and went before it even got to be a useful item. Right, the CD they, came They were bigger than an LP. Yeah, they were huge. But I, I did used to have a pager a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I've had pagers too. Are we just, you know, reminiscing nostalgia now about old technology that's long since outdated? <laughs> it, I think we're just going to go that way digress and, and go their own arguments. route. <laughs> so we're, we're, That's kind of how our shows do. We'll we'll prep. We'll talk before we go live and go. I have this to talk about. Oh, good. I have this to talk about and this, and we can both do this together, and then we can and we'll discuss what we're going to do. The camera kicks on. The mics go live. And yeah, we didn't do a darn thing that we had talked about beforehand. <laughs> it's totally out in left field and just ran for an hour about the Lord knows who's what. Yeah, That's I, very I, true. I know exactly how that goes. I uh, I guested on, um, I filled in for Stephen Airy on, on Defenders with, so it was, it was uh, me and Dylan. And I'm pretty sure Dylan had a notepad of like, these are the things we're going to talk about. And I don't think we got to any of them. <laughs> I don't know. He's AI. He's never there, remember? <laughs> well, I when I do my show, I, I'll make a page of notes or two pages of notes or whatever, depending on the topic. And I sit down and I go to record. And it's really funny how sometimes I'll have one page of notes and I won't get to everything on that one page. And other times I've got <laughs> two pages of notes and I'm done talking about all of it. And at the end of the first segment, I'm like, well, crap, now what do I talk about for half an hour? Um, <laughs> oh no, filler, filler, filler. It, it's yeah, it's really it weird. Sometimes. And the I topics themselves or the subjects themselves dictate when there we go. Uh the length of conversation for the most part. It's kinda like with Jamie and I when we go down the rabbit hole. Um we'll shoot down this topic and start babbling and it's like, Well, this goes to that, to this, to there, to uh -huh. there and then next thing you know it's like Oh, wait a minute. What's, what's the music playing? Huh? Well, what? We're done. Yeah. Well, it's, we, it's we like that song. With you. You know, that, that talking head song. One thing leads to another. <laughs> or is that the fix? That's the fix. Never mind. <laughs> and, I don't know. I've never really been a big group music guy. So you make musical <laughs> references. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> See, I feel it for Mike every you know Saturday that I have the opportunity to. And I know 
him and his dad know massive, massive amounts of musical knowledge. Me, what I know, you could probably put in the bottom of a thimble, and if you fell in on top of it, it'd still take you 20 minutes to hit the bottom of the thimble. I mean, I, <laughs> nothing. Compared to those guys, I know nada. I'll go through the, the hard drive and go, oh, I like this song. Play it, and it's like, oh, it sounds good with this one. And two hours later, you go, hey, I like that song, so you got a set. <laughs> but that's how I am with most of my music, is I, I either like it or I don't like it. Well, I either I, have a memory with it or I don't. I haven't bought a CD in years. I I don't think I've ever downloaded music. Uh, and I, I generally Oh, I I've done the LimeWire. I've done all that. Yeah. I used to, I used to make little, you know how we, when we were little, we used to make the uh, cassettes. You the know, mix the tapes. Mixtapes. <laughs> I make the mix CDs now. <laughs> Do you remember making mixtapes from the, from the radio and trying to record and? Oh yeah, we've done that. Mm-hmm. And then the DJ would like come in and station identify before the song was over, and you'd get all mad because he just ruined your song. <laughs> <laughs> and you were doing so perfect. You had everything going. You, you caught the tape just right. It picked up and was recording. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he had to go and blow and say, "This is KWRM." <laughs> <laughs> well, anytime I've got a radio, um, I, I generally look for, you know, the, the talk station, whether it's political talk or whether it's, uh, you know, NPR or or just news in general. Um, I don't oh, know why. I just, radio. I, I just I prefer to listen to talk than, than I do music. Music has never been a I big don't... motivator for me. I, I, I have like it just depends. It depends on my mood. If I'm if I'm in the car. Uh, if I'm not on Zoom, then I'll put on music, but I'll put on oldies, like what they consider oldies now, which is the 80s hair bands and early 90s, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Rock, oldies. no pop. I don't, I don't do the pop, <laughs> but I like to listen to, I like to, you know, crank it up and sing. I'm one of those closet singers, you know, nobody, nobody around and I'm singing. <laughs> And me, I always have the lyrics wrong, so if I'm singing along, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that that would, and then somebody will correct me and go, no, that line is this. Oh, is it? And they'll look up on Google or one of those, and you'll say, oh, again, for the last 40 years, I've sung it differently. You know what's really fun to do with that is CCR, Creedence Clearwater Revival. You would be surprised well, how many of those lyrics you have wrong. <laughs> Old, uh, there used to be there used to be a meme and it, it said something about don't you just hate it when you're you're listening to your favorite song that you don't know the words to and here comes that one moment and someone interrupts you. Yeah. <laughs> the one lyric that you know. Oh. The one lyric that you actually do know. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I tend to remember music by the refrains compared to what the artist titled it, and it's kind of hard to find songs when you're, yeah, the middle is oh, by D, by da, I think. <laughs> that's, that's where you get that app. What is that? Shazam. And you, <laughs> you, you know, well, never mind. That wouldn't work because you're not playing the song. Never mind. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> I, I always yeah. like Google. I Google what uh, lyrics I do know, and uh, usually that will pull up a list of songs that have those lyrics in it, and I can usually find it that way. 
<laughs> It'll pull it up for you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm good at finding ways around it. Okay, so I've heard you guys, uh, I, I, I've heard the, the Daily Mojo has done a, a little promo for you a few times, which, by the way, uh-huh. you know, these four shows in this contest are all getting promos played on the network, and I've uh-huh. never had a pl- promo played on the network that I'm aware of. <laughs> um, hint, we hint to, to the management. Give us your sales pitch. Give us the uh, you know what do they call it the uh, the the elevator pitch the the quick why you, why should I listen to ain't you a peach because you'll laugh your butt off <laughs> and you'll learn something that you, is useful infor- or useless information useless information yeah we're definitely green useless information that comes in unhandily uh, when you're playing trivia on Sunday nights there's nothing else to do so yeah mm-hmm. we. Um, we are the show, let's see, how would I describe us? The best pitch. We're the show that you least thought you wanted to hear, but once you've heard, you don't want to not hear them. How's that? There you go. Yeah. Didn't, didn't want to listen, but now I can't miss. Yeah. That's it, exactly. All right. Well, I lied. I tried to use the rest. And you are, again, for anybody joining us, we have the hosts of Ain't You a Peach, uh, JB and Leprechaun. um, Wow, premiering. That's the word. Wow, I I couldn't find the word premiere. (laughs) Premiering Premiering, October 4th, debuting October 4th, premiering October 4th, uh, whatever, birthing October 4th on Mojo (laughs) 5 Radio. I don't even have pants on, maybe. At noon. <laughs> yeah, pants on. Nude or nude? Noon. N O O N. No, trust me. Y'all don't want to see me nude. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> As they say, uh, and you has digressed. And I have, to, I have to throw it out. We, we, we have three other competitors, and I don't think that you should miss their shows either. We've got right after us. Is, is Rocky right after us? No. Kevin's right yeah, after us. sure is. Uh, room no, 13 podcast no, is right after room, us. Room 13 is right after you. It's Ain't You a oh, Teacher okay. and and Room 13 at 1. And Kevin tramping tramping through history at two, and right. then damn it, at the three of the four o'clock <laughs> hour is damn it with Beaver. And and so uh, don't just listen to us; listen to all four. I, I think you're gonna you're really gonna enjoy this little block. I have to say that was that's very nice and and sportsmanlike of you to uh, to mention all of the other shows like that. That that's hey, we're all friends. It's, it's very, all, you know, very classy. But I, I mean, well, I'm sincere in saying it. I, I myself am looking forward to hearing their shows. And, uh, oh, most definitely. Especially since know. I love history as well. History mm-hmm. is, is uh, it's going to be cool. I really think it will be spiffy, nifty, and neato. <laughs> well, I, I, like I said, I, I reached out to him. Because of the title, Tramping Through History. And it's really funny is I had not made the connection of tramping through history to the effing saddle, saddle tramp. And therefore, you know, <laughs> 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 who has some really good meat, by the way. 
Very good. <laughs> yes, my son really enjoyed putting that meat in his mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this? Sound, why do I feel like I'm I'm on off track right now? Oh, hey, we're jackals. True, it's it's contagious. Jackalness is is a uh, given that you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, it just kind of propagates. <laughs> Just wasn't expecting it. I'm sorry. I for, I forgot. This is this is my show. I'm I'm normally the serious guy. <laughs> when when you least expect it, expect it. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> right, let's see. What are, oh, what are we yeah. at time wise? We still have like uh, two minutes. Woo. Two minutes. Well, what can we destroy in two minutes? <laughs> I don't know, but I need a drink now. <laughs> there you go. That's what we need. That's what we should have done. Is come up with the key word to bend the elbow each time one of us said. Uh, yeah, there you go. Secret word of the day is. <laughs> it, I don't know. It should be something that you use in your your daily hello. So you know, today is <laughs> French crepe day. So anytime somebody says crepe from for the rest of the show, there that's you that's your bend the elbow thing. Yeah, there you, there you go. It's it's really a creepy crepe kind of day, I would think. <laughs> I, I think it would be funny how long, how how often, you know, once you've chosen that word, how often you can try to squeeze it into random, completely unrelated conversation. I know, right? Oh, yeah, especially a word like crepes. I mean, uh, you have crepe paper, crepes, crepes for that, and crepes for this, and crepes for that. But I don't know. It's kind of an oh. awkward phrase to fit into words, isn't it? Or I mean, into a sentence. Oh yeah. So now, now the word, the word, uh, you know, uh, in a couple of weeks is sausage. Now that would be an easy one to pull out. Oh yeah, I, I pull out. Ding. Um. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're even getting you into the belt. Okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming to the Liberty Lighthouse tonight. I am sorry about this train wreck of a show. <laughs> if you stick hey, it's around. Been fun. <laughs> If you stick around at the top of the hour, we'll have town hall news, followed by, if you're listening on Saturday, a conservative's perspective. If you're listening on Sunday, it's defending 2A with Jason Gopre. Either way, much better shows than this one, I promise you. Until next week. Until the subject matter that you had. Protect your liberties. Once Thanks for listening gone, to the no Liberty Lighthouse podcast. Be sure to sign up at liberty-lighthouse.com. To download Peter's free ebook from the file share page. And don't forget to call 64 My Rights to leave comments for the show. That's 646 974 4487. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell a friend about Liberty Lighthouse. And wherever you listen, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. High capacity, fully automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo 5-0.